0: for godliness is 1st Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 and as you can see I will read from ESV for a while bodily training is of some value godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come 1st Timothy chapter 4 verse 8 We are continuing onward with godliness. Last few audios I spent a lengthy time talking about godliness is wanting to be pure. About that I said holiness is not an option. It's impossible to live for the world and God because down that road of living for the world and God will put you on the broad way your conscience is in danger of being seared. Once your conscience is seared, then you lose your salvation. And one of the verses we read from, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 10 says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you, and ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, rather, brother, give diligence to make your calling election sure, for ye do these things, you shall never fall. So, what that is saying, along with what I am saying about being holy, is that, again, holiness is not an option. It's impossible the, it is impossible for us to live for the world and for God. If we are still living for the world, then we need to ask ourselves, are we saved? You know, when we become born again, there should be something different about us. And we should be grown spiritually daily with word and in prayer. Part of being born again is that we are a new creature. We have a new spirit within us. The Spirit bear witness with my Spirit that I'm a child of God. Within our fleshly hearts, we have the Spirit of Truth that will guide us and instruct us. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter four, verse eight, we've been focusing on the godliness part, where godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life. Well, those who have been born again has the Spirit. We have life. And our names are written in the book of life. And on a day of Christ, Christ will complete the work that he started in us via the Holy Spirit. And when Christ establishes kingdom on earth, that is what Paul talks about the life that is to come. So when we talk about godliness is holy, one of the verses that I read from was from Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9 verses... Actually, it was in Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. In Hebrews 10... Chap- Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 22 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his Spirit, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled cleaning from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. This verse says that we are holy because of Jesus. That's why we could go in the holy presence of God. Now, being holy is not about glorifying ourselves. When that is our aim for holiness, we will turn our hearts from flesh back into stone. Pride and arrogance will rode away in our hearts. I mean, that's what happened to a lot of Pharisees. After they came back from the exiles in Babylon and Assyria, the Jews made a conscience that they were not going to fall again, that they were not going to live like Gentiles do because they did not want to be away from the presence of god the temple in jerusalem was jews way to be in the presence of god they had a high priest that will go before them they'll offer sacrifice for their sins and the priest sins yearly they will go behind the curtain and that's how they did things and along the way they got their eyes off of god so their holiness was not about glorifying God, but it became about themselves. Their hearts was hardened. They ended up adding their tradition towards God's laws. With all that the Pharisees were doing, Jesus called them hypocrites. He compared them to whitewashed tombs. On the outside, they looked beautiful, but on the inside, they are dead sometimes whenever a christian's focus wants to be holy a lot of born again believers might misunderstand that they may think that they want to be holy because that person wants to show how good they are and that should not be the case at all as a child of god that's been born again we should all want to be holy but not to glorify ourselves now this is taking us into the next part of godliness is godliness along with being holy is to glorify god in all that we do let me repeat that or we word that godliness is glorifying god in all that we say and Do. Think of it like this. A child, say, one years old to six years old, wants to do good. It wants to do good because it wants to honor its mom and dad. That's the reason why they want to do good, so they can honor their mom and dad. Regardless, their parents still love them, even when they are not good. The parents still love them. Probably, their parents love them more than anything else. They encourage that child. They fill that child with happiness joy, and love. A child feels gratitude. He feels grateful. He'll say thank you, and he'll learn how to be polite. He's doing all these things, and at the same time, he wants to do good to honor their parents. That's an expression of them being grateful for all what the parents has done. As born-again believers, we grow. We grow from being spiritual babies to spiritual adults. Still, we should still have a heart of a child. We should want to express our love and gratitude for what Jesus did for us. We see what Jesus did for us, and I'm looking at that right now. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, what is that? As born-again Christians, we should know that the blood of Jesus was shed at the cross. He was perfect He knew no sin. He was willing to come down and live in this earth for 30 plus years. He was willing to live poor. He was willing to be mocked. He was willing to be beaten. And he suffered at the cross. His blood was shed on the cross for us. Not because we deserve it. No one in this world deserves to be saved, for we are all sinners that have fallen short of His glory. There is no one righteous in the world, and their acts are equal to dirty and filthy rags. We do not deserve eternal life. We do not deserve God's mercy and grace. But because God so loved us, he was willing to give His only Son, Jesus, that died on the cross for our sins, and that veil completely tore so we are no longer reliant upon a meteor for us to approach God, that by the blood of Jesus we are holy, we can approach God by Him. Amen. Hallelujah, that we could approach God by the blood of Jesus. God giving us all so that we may have eternal life should have us want to express our gratitude towards God. That should have us wanting to glorify God in all that we do. Godliness, along with pursuing holiness, is wanting to glorify God in all that we do. You know, the purpose for our existence is to worship God. Yet God knew what He wanted, and He knew how He was going to get it. God created man. He gave man free will. He did not want to be worshipped by robots. He did not want us not to have free will because if we did not have free will, he knows that we cannot give him what he wants. What does God want from us? He wants real worship. That's what God wants from us. And we see the Bible testify all that God has done for us. That should make us want to give God genuine worship. We look at the law, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments can be summed up into two laws. And that's what Jesus did when he was asked, which is his greatest commandment in the law? To see how Jesus answered that, and to see how the Ten Commandments are summed up to two commandments, so we can understand that godliness is wanted to glorify in all that we do, let us go into Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 and 40. And the person that asked Jesus the question was a lawyer. He did that to test him. He said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus, and he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like... It. You shall love the neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. The first greatest commandment, according to the Son of God, is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. I think one of the great pictures for that was David when he danced before God. He danced with Gorgar with all of his heart, mind, and soul. He expressed how much he loved God. He loved God so much, and that's why he was considered a man after God's own heart. No matter what we do, rather it be preaching, or whatever kind of ministry, we should do that as an expression of loving God. We should do that in such a way that we are expressing with all of our heart, mind, and soul of how much we love God. We are doing that not to be eye-pleasers so we could show others, what we're doing, we do what we do because we want to glorify God in all that we do. A born-again Christian wants to do that. He wants to glorify God in all that he does, whatever success that he has. He wants to glorify God. He wants to credit Jesus. He wants to say, thank you, Jesus, for this success. A day that we have, we want to thank God for giving us another day. We credit God giving us another day. We thank God for him protecting us. We accredit God. We testify that we cannot exist without God. We need him. We want to glorify God in all that we do. Not because God is a dictator and we are under his authority, but because God is a loving Father, along with his son Jesus, He loved us so much that He was willing to give himself give his son up on the cross. He died for our sins, He paid for our sins so that we don't have to work for salvation, that we could receive the gift of salvation. We could receive it, we could be saved by grace, we could be filled with His blessings the riches of his mercy and grace we could have all these things he gives to us willingly and our hearts just want to express we want to glorify God in all that we do Now I want to close, godliness is wanting to glorify in God in all that we do with first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31. And this is something to remember about godliness is. So, rather you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. As His creatures, we were made to glorify Him. He wants to receive our real praises. That's why He's given us free will. Therefore, godliness is wanting to pursue holiness, along with wanting to glorify Him. And in the next audio, we'll take a look and see what else is godliness. The Revelation Podcast is also over at Spotify, YouTube, and Rumble. Over at Spotify, it is the Revelation Podcast. Over at YouTube, it is the Patmos Channel. And over at Rumble, it is Patmos Island.